On behalf of Rebuilding Your Life Radio and the Train Your Brain, Claim Your Power Calls, welcome. I'm your host, Susan Shereko. As a transformational life and business consultant, I frequently meet people who are writing books because they have a message to get out. And today's guest, Faith Vigil, is one of them. You may be as well. So if you'd like assistance to do get that message out for yourself, I'll tell you one thing you can do at the end of today's show. For now, let's wave our hands to welcome Faith Vigil as she talks about her message in my walk of faith. Hello, Faith. Welcome. Hi. It's good to be here. I'm really excited to talk to you today. Well, I'm so glad you're here. It's a treat for me, too. Faith, you make a statement toward the end of, of, the walk, of my walk of faith that you started this book because you had a strong urge to get a message out. And since so much of what you write about evolved from, uh, from what your experience was as a child, uh, perhaps you could start by telling us exactly that. What was your childhood like? Questions explain to explain the beliefs that I was born into that I kind of didn't have a choice, you know. And then as you get older, you kind of learn to be open-minded and some people go searching beyond what they're told. And I was one of them, as many are. And I found a a message that I've wanted to share with everybody, um, just kind of help encourage other people to open up and be open-minded and go searching for their own meanings and things rather than just continuing to do things pointlessly, um, more having an an intent and a mapped out version of growth for themselves and for the people around them. Well, you, you talk a great deal about specifics. In your in your book about what you were going through, um, did you did you feel that you had a happy childhood or were you experiencing serious problems as a you know, I don't know you don't you don't get into it here on the phone before but uh, the kinds of things that you actually went through. Well, at the time, I didn't really understand the difference in the way I had grown up versus other people's. It wasn't until I got older till I realized. Uh, people grew up much different from myself, but then again, now as times got worse, my story seems to be more common, and that's another reason why I'm happy for speaking up. Even though I get criticized um, more often than not for speaking my point of view, when I, um, I often um, leave it as an open-ended conversation. You know, nothing is set in stone. I like think two two people can figure out more than one per- one thing and I'm always open to hearing someone else's perspective and I'm, that's just more of what I'm trying to encourage is the healthy conversations that we're going to have to initiate ourselves to be able to pass on to our children because um, someone has to do the work. Indeed they do. I mean, I've, I had the opportunity to speak with many different people about obviously a variety of topics and one that is very common more common, and as you say, uh, although I don't know this, you haven't said the specifics to me, I've, uh, but the idea, uh, I get a lot of women who have gone through abusive situations, and mm-hmm. they don't talk about it, it's told to be quiet, don't say anything, 
and you know, it's, a, it's a family secret. We don't want anyone to know, that kind of thing. Is that the kind of situation you found yourself in? Yes, um, and growing up seeing my father abuse my mother and then experiencing the abuse myself, that's what encouraged me to speak up and want us all to be better people and learn how to control ourselves and learn to not blame people for us getting so upset versus, you know, even how upset we get over small things. Um, I think of a, a lot of it has to do with us needing to mature and more look in, in, inward at ourselves and really see if we are being hypocrites or not. <laughs> Let's just put it out there, you know, mm-hmm, um, that's the mm-hmm. elephant in the room. Yeah. Uh, now, you also talk about a great deal about how ill you were, uh, that, that you had really serious illnesses um, that, that devastated your ability to, to move around or, or take any kind of action whatsoever. Um, have you been able to overcome that at this point in time, or do you still suffer from it? Well, that's the beautiful part about everything that I'm going through, even though all chaotic it is. Um, I keep hearing that it's falling together, and that's the most beautiful thing. But it's still kind of chaotic because you can't. You have you have to focus on what you can control, mm-hmm. and let the other things fall into place. And so I'm trying to do that, and it's just amazing how much can happen, and then how much you have to maneuver yourself. But and it, you kind of ask yourself, is is you know, am I virtuous? victim of circumstance, kind of of my own circumstance. So I'm trying to, you know, self-regulate, keep myself in check, um, adult, you know, and um, I'm in the middle of trying to buy a home right now. Um, I'm still working on a book and no, I'm actually in remission. My doctor told me this last doctor's appointment, which was on the 10th, Monday, that she thinks Mm -hmm. I'm actually in remission. So, I mean, I have a lot of really good things going on right now and I, I think that's all thanks to God. That is wonderful news. Congratulations. Um, how wh- how long, well, I mean, did you, you also had something interesting in that you have come from a family that had a variety of faiths. It was not, um, you know, it wasn't just one household in one church in one community. You actually had a variety going on there. What That obviously affected how you write as well as you adjusted between the different uh, religious backgrounds that you were involved in, what what specifically were they? Uh, not the ones I. There's ones that I studied when I got older, but the ones that I I actually went to church was uh, Christian, Catholic, Baptist, Protestant. Um, my dad was Baptist. My grandpa was a Protestant preacher, and then. Those were the basic ones that I went to. I believe there's a few others, but I don't probably I don't know the name. Mm-hmm. Many variations, because um, just a lot of different people believe in a lot of different things, and that's also very curious. Because I mean, no matter how many people look at one apple, they're still gonna all say that one apple looks very different. So I mean, I think that's kind of how it is with everything, and we are. Um, out of misunderstanding with communication, and I think the only thing, the only solution to that is communication. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, what, what for me, what comes out strongly in both your conversation and your book is a strong belief in one God and a sense that love is the only thing that matters. So, were were there any particular things that happened that helped you to come up to those opinions? 
Um, overcoming my own inner anger, um, that helps uh, release a lot of it. And, you know, that, that goes into therapy and psychology. But I, I definitely agree that identifying why you're upset and accepting that there's nothing you can do in the past, but, you know, the future still holds whatever beauty you see in it is kind of a glass, and it, 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 it is a glass half full, you know, it's, it's all how you look at things. And I, I think a lot of us see different things and I think it, we should look more towards the similarities in the differences, um, you know, cause they both matter. And I think they can both uh, help us grow eventually, you know, um, and then just realizing to do the back and forth and have the back and forth conversation rather than have it be one sided. is just phenomenal, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you also talk about uh, the power of mind and knowledge. Um, wh- where did you study or learn about the mind? Well, I've been in therapy, and I've done a lot of research and study on my own, just independently. Um, but I went graduated from Pima Medical Institute in 2010, um, and then I ended up, uh, I didn't want to be a medical assistant. I ended up doing phlebotomy, but I've... Uh, actually just learned so much from independent study and experience. Um, I definitely, it was so much trouble trying to move all my books today. And I just, I kind of wanted to get rid of some of them, but I'm like, I'm, I can't get rid of, I know I can't get rid of a single one. So um. <laughs> <laughs> I I hear you. I mean, I, I am a book person. They are all part of who I have become. So I'm, I'm, it's hard for me to even begin to think of what I would release you know, and say goodbye to. <laughs> Where does the question of choice come up for you? Um, what do you mean? Well, you meant that's another topic. You know that you talk about is that this power of choice and the you know the significance of it in your life. That means everything to me um, because I've become accustomed to a certain lifestyle and certain belief systems and there's a lot of things that are considered norm today that I am just I don't participate in or I'm that can make me seem more like a loner and an independent uh person but I I actually you know like any other person I I crave you know the conversation and then just someone to enjoy to talk to so I have my certain groups that I reach out to and I listen who have the same type of interest for me, but I think my struggle is just the same as everyone is finding someone who has the same interest to you that you can, you know, just generally go back and forth with. But, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you, you, I mean, you talk about perception too. That's a powerful word. You know, it can limit you. It can affect your beliefs, create them in fact. And so if, if you don't believe something is possible, it won't be. Um, can you explain how you came to that point of view? Well, I mean, it, it, I, it's like I say in my book, if, well, because I've experienced it many times where I was just like, I knew I could do something, I knew I could do something. And you kind of got to talk yourself into it. It's like you psych yourself out into convincing yourself that you get it. And then it happens. And it, it definitely happened more than once over my lifetime to where mm-hmm. I recognized it and I definitely used it to my advantage. You know, you hear everybody say all the old things, you know, you can do anything you put your mind to just, you know, the things that stuck and you put well, them all together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, in you, one of the things I think you make a 
good point about when you're writing is that the way to overcome these limiting beliefs comes through faith and mm-hmm. be you know being willing to be uncomfortable uh to push beyond your comfort zone when you you know you come up to something new and everything is telling you shut down shut down shut down um and you said go through it go through it why why did you come to that belief well, I find a lot of things, even things that I find uh, I really want for myself, sometimes that procrastination kicks in. But then, you know, once you always get going, it really just kind of comes all to get out all together on its own. So that all comes to more having self-control, and that's what I've learned over this, you know, 36 years is I've been very self-control with my body and I learned to control the racing thoughts and I was on prednisone for a long time. So I had a lot of, um, I had a lot of anger. I mean, actually from, from growing up and I hadn't realized I was so angry and it wasn't until I was on the 40 milligrams and I just, I was angry. I, I realized it. I was, I was upsetting the people around myself. They're like, are you okay? You know, like they were concerned and you know, that, that made me want to take a look at myself and a lot has changed since then. And I know it's because I've looked in and I have done the work to identify why I was angry. A lot of it was my childhood and, and these people are still in my life. Like, um, it's not like I've separated from them. And I, the most beautiful thing I find about each relationship is how different we are. You know, we don't believe in the same thing. We are so different, you know, and that challenges me, and I just w- more pe- wish more people would appreciate that and stop being so closed-minded and do there's one way of how things have been done, and when that, that there's not really any growth in that. Well, you do. Do you have a belief in karma? Oh, most definitely. And how does that <clears throat> express in your point of view? Um, well, I've seen it. What goes around comes around, and I've experienced it myself in one way or the other. And I'm I'm not claiming to be no angel by any means, but I'm 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 definitely not no no devil. I've 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 lied before, you know. I've cheated on a spouse before. I've, you know, I'm human. Um, so I'm definitely trying to exercise the humbleness in the journey of the growth and how not every time that you're going to make as as much uh, progress as you wish you could, as fast as you could. And sometimes that's the most uh, unencouraging part of it is is failure. Um, But that's also a part of the process is that you learn to fail so much that it just, it it no longer becomes a problem. It's just, okay, well, that didn't work. So I'm just going to have to come at it differently. I'm just going to have to try this. And you just have to keep, coming up with ideas to get whatever it is you want done, whether it's, um, you know, to lose weight, to be more in uh, focused on how you're reacting or to take more time to stop and spend time with your family. Or if you want to pursue, pursue a hobby, like I'm encouraged, I want to encourage more people to be individual and not just follow the crowd, you know, because we're all so different in so many beautiful ways and we're all too afraid to express them because there's, they're they're different, you know what I mean? Like they're they're probably something no one else would have ever thought of, and I think I'm that's what I'm trying to encourage. Well, you also see a great deal of evil in the world. I mean, do you do? You, and it comes across uh, truly, uh, truly as a sense of evil that pervades society. 
Do you believe in that in, in sort of a second coming kind of way? We're, we're reaching the end of the world as we know it? Well, I believe the only thing that holds us back is the same thing that always has. Fear. I so, mean, it's not so, like these meanings are, 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 are new. I mean, and it's, it's a lot of fear that we all have to overcome because we've all become so, so I believe, stripped of our own self-confidence and individual belief. Um, we're all too ingrained into what society taught us, you know, and it, that's even growing up knowing that a lot of the history books were wrong, you know, and that, um, the Indians were killed in much what what happened in America was our history is, is not what was in the books for a long time and then finding that out as a society and then going through things like Trump and then other things that are going on with the world like the the bugs and then the American dollars are going to be obsolete so they're saying and there's just there's all these problems but we're 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 not really having any solution who's going to be the next president. Um, thank God Donald Trump was, uh, I mean, he can be, but I mean, still, who are really good prospects? I'm, I'm not saying me, but I'm hoping someone out there is, is fit for the job. And I'd like to hopefully have been one person who encouraged someone who encouraged someone who, who maybe have encouraged the next president, you know, you know, that would be awesome. So how do you think we should deal with, with so much evil all around us? Do you have solutions for that or a uh, or a, a way of being. I'm not quite sure which words I want to use there. but Well, that's what I think, that there's many different answers, but a lot of people are too afraid to speak them. And I think that's where um, learning to be comfortable to communicate, um, even if your ideas sound off or odd, um, maybe taking the time to um, look at what they're saying differently and and find a way to get, you know, people to understand what we're trying to say and still letting them express themselves how they feel they should, but not at the expense of, you know, actually hurting anyone else. Because these are ideas and thoughts that we just, we want to, we want to bring into fruition. Well, it's interesting because, I mean, you, you say it pretty clearly in the book that you feel it's very important to have a relationship with God, that you want, you believe people should become more Christ-like, um, that we should uh, abide by the two basic rules that are in the Bible of loving your neighbor as yourself and putting no other God before him. Um, those are pretty strong, you know, classic, traditional Christian views that don't always go along with what you've been saying about how we deal with other people. Uh-huh, because I believe... Um, I believe there are more than one God. I don't. I never... I don't believe I ever said that. Well, I mean, there's many words. It's different people call one thing different words is what I'm saying. And I don't, I don't, I think earth could be considered a God, all of the universe. I believe every one of us could be considered um, a part of that. Every, everything is, is God. And it, that's exactly what it says in the Bible. Um, and then I've even been like reading interestingly about how, they're saying when God said, and let there be light, it was his words that created light. So therefore, God still is light. It's it's just really deep in into the oneness, down the oneness hole, um, which I think that there's many different perspectives because I've studied on, on Harvard 
and that they have a whole like different list of different um, religions that you can study and you can take a course and you can pay for the certificate. But I, I just did it for fun. So I didn't do any of the certificates, but um, that's another thing that I did. <laughs> they ha It's called Harvard mm -hmm. Ed mm -hmm. Online and mm -hmm. I'm such a nerd and it's free. So, <laughs> I mean, all you have to do is pay for the, um, pay for the cert. So, um, but I didn't even do that. Um, well, Faith, you, you've had plenty of reasons to blame outside circumstances for where you are in life, but I don't hear you blaming it. Why, why don't you? Because I have a lot of my faith in myself to get where I still want to go. And I'm, I'm actually really happy where I am in life. I'm, I really enjoy the partner that I have. I have my daughter and actually today was her uh, fifth birthday, by the way. Oh, how um, wonderful. Thank you. So we're singing her a cake to, or well, not singing her a cake, but we're going to sing her happy birthday. And her dad went to go get her a cake, and that's going to be really fun. She's going to get a bike for her birthday. So, Ooh. <laughs> do you think we all have a purpose that we've been brought here to do? I do, and I I believe it's up to each of one of us to to figure that out if we want to, and that that the hardest part is we each have to want our own. We each have to want to ask questions and want to ask why. And then only then will I think we each find our own answers. And I think in general, the the message is the same. It's, it's, I think the problem is, is in how we're looking at things still and not seeing the similarities in, in how different we're, we, we're, we're seeing the, the same thing, if that makes sense. And where does the concept of grace fit into your, your thoughts and your personal philosophy? I think that grace is learned with that patience that you learn with your, to have, you learn to have in, with yourself and with others around you um, because we've all grown up and we're all in the same world. And so it's not easy. It's not been easy for any one of us. And I think if a little more of us wanted to just change the world, and felt we had a purpose rather than just being here, I think that would definitely make a difference in society. Um, you, make, you make an interesting statement, though, in which you say that it must be earned. And that sort of flies in the face of classical Bible writing, which says unless, um, you know, unless you believe that earning is the belief that Jesus died for our sins and was raised from the dead to go to heaven and sit at the right hand of God the Father, um, that concept of grace, all you need to do is believe in that one statement, and you have received grace from God. I mean, what's your feeling on that? It's a little that, muddy in the book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to me, that seems a little too easy. I mean, it seems like there's no work there. It seems like all I have to do is believe in God, and then I'm saved, and I can still be here and be sh as shitty as I want to. Like, that sounds too easy to me. Well, you you know, you've, you place a call to all of us. Uh, to be put, to be willing to put forth the effort and extra time to make sure that everyone succeeds and that no one's left behind. Um, do you have any ideas on how we're going to be able to do that? Oof, that one's a good one. You hit me from left field over there. Um, more uh, just awareness. I think more people recognizing God in themselves and everywhere. It just it does something. It makes you. It changes your perspective, you, I think. Um, seeing your God, yourself, 
or your yourself as a part of God and everything around you, I believe it changes your perspective and how you interact interact with the world and other people. Okay, so where do people find this book? Where do they buy it? Um, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, anywhere books are sold. I love that phrase. Everywhere books are sold. (laughs) And our internet era, that's really a a vast statement. And are you open to going to meetings and talking to people about what you've written? And if so, how do they reach you to do that? Uh, Most definitely. You can reach me at TikTok, Hill and Facebook, Hill. So look forward to hearing from everybody. And any last thoughts you'd like to share? Um, stay open-minded, um, and have a wonderful day. Yeah, okay. Well, thanks so much with, for being with us today, Faith. As a reminder to our listeners, we've been speaking with Faith Vigil about her book, My Walk with Faith, which is available on Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and all the places that online books are sold. As mentioned earlier, if you, if you've, uh, you like Faith, have a message that you'd like to get out, I would love to help you uh, uncover ways to begin that process. So just check out my vision workshop at www.embracepositivechange.com. That's all one word. And book an appointment to talk. I would be love to spend some time with you. So thank you again for listening. And thanks to those who support this program. We really appreciate you all. And as we bring this in for a landing faith, thank you again for joining the show. Uh, bye for now and have a great day.